It's Donkey Kong, the arcade sensation. And now you can play it at home. Hang on, sweetheart. I'm gonna save ya. Now you can play Donkey Kong on your ColecoVision, Atari VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Donkey Kong has multiple screens, just like the arcade game. You're not gonna stop me, you stupid ape. Play Donkey Kong on your ColecoVision, Atari VCS, or Intellivision video game system. Don't worry, darling. I'll save you. Help me. Welcome back to Play Retro. I assume you came last time. Some people hate it when I say welcome back on shows because, you know, they don't. I don't know if they've really been here before. So I should probably right. stop saying that. I don't know, Brian. What do you it's think? It's fine. Yeah. You think it's fine? Is it just a faux pas it's of fine. the modern podcasting world and I should just accept my mistakes and my, my flaws? I, it's fine. It's, it's, if you want to feel welcome back, you can. And if not, that's fine, too. All right. Fair enough. Uh, welcome to Play Retro, where we play Retro. That's right. We talk about the retro games, and today's no different. I should probably do the full intro. Hi, and welcome to Play Retro. I'm your host, Scott Johnson, and I have a feeling this monkey is neither Donkey nor Kong. No, and I am your other host, Brian Dunaway. My pockets are heavy with coin, and my head is light from standing up too fast. Yeah, still with the COVID over there, Brian. Still got the bit of yeah, the COVID. Plus, you know, I, I like to play the cocktail games. I like to play. I like to play where I'm looking down for like a half an hour. And then you know, suddenly getting up. Oh, yeah, oh, I feel you. Not good. Do you do you think maybe it'd be cool if you had original flavor COVID because then it would be kind of retro. You know what I mean? It's not one of these yeah, new variants. Yeah, it would totally be retro. That's like that's like totally twenty twenty. Yeah. That would be fantastic. That's retro when it comes to viruses. Yeah, I kind of like that. Well, as communicable as you as you are, we're we're happy to have you here, and uh, <laughs> we're going to get right into it. So, um, real quick uh, before we get started, I. Uh, have been talking about this cabinet that my dad built all those years ago and me wanting to rework it yes. and figure out what to do with it. I'm happy to report. I should have made pictures. I didn't. But um, I cleared everything around it that was around it in the garage. It turned out to be a bit of furniture out there, kind of just sitting there holding things. That's all out of the way. And um, I began the process of gutting oh, it. Oh, the process. Yeah, mm. I'm gutting it. Now, I need some advice, and I hope some listeners may email in some advice, some that are just maybe, I don't know, electrically inclined, okay? Yes. I'm finding a lot of like weird, conflicting information on the internet. I need to know what I need to do with that transformer. Can I handle it? It's been, I think it hasn't been turned on for 30 plus years. So, right. So is it is it gun-shaped or is it semi-truck shaped? What uh, kind of transformer are you talking about? It's a gun. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I like this. Decepticons are all right, but I think I'm more of an Autobots kind of guy. So I guess it's right, truck, right, right, right. truck shaped in the end. That's that's safe. That's yeah. safe. You think yeah. it's safe? Okay. So just yeah. roll no, out. No problem with, by the way, no problem with scale over in the Transformers universe. No. One's a gun. One's no. a freaking semi truck. Yeah. What? One, one's a tape player that has tiny tapes unless you're standing next to him and then he's gigantic with huge tapes. Yeah. Doesn't really work that way. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it so makes I don't sense. know if I just don't want to touch stuff and have myself shocked or or do something dumb to cause a fire or something weird. I just need to gut it and then figure out how to dispose of some of this stuff, and that would include the transformer, the existing CRT, which is dead. It's not working. Oh no. Um, well, I knew that. It's not a big deal, but right. um, I want to replace that with you know a decent uh, LED something, and then right, right, right. Uh, basically I just want to empty the thing minus 
buttons and stuff. I'm going to try to use the original buttons if I can. I'm not sure I'll be able to because those aren't going to interface. I'm going to have to rewire them, but I do like the idea of those staying there if I if I can work it. Yeah, that that would be a, that would be a kick, right? Mm. But buttons are so fairly inexpensive and I, I i have a feeling maybe more responsive i i can't say for sure i'm sure we got some hey hey if you're out there and you're a hardcore uh arcade builder let us know at play retro show at gmail.com we we probably want to pick your brain but yeah, yeah i don't think there's a is is there any advantage to using old hardware like that it seems a pretty simple mechanism that would uh, translate better new yeah probably i mean they're kind of the same the new buttons that you'd buy today look the same I just right. like that these were actually in an arcade and got a ton of use and are sort of banged up, you know? I kind of right. like that. It's like uh, it's how I like my Star Wars. I like I like dirty shit on my ships, not clean shiny <laughs> ships. So, right. um anyway, my my thinking is probably going to have to redo it. Anyway, also because the 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 configuration on this thing is a left and a right button, a one player single player button choice in the middle, and then a single like fire button on the other side. So it's right. really what, limited in terms of control what, schemes. What was this originally? Uh, I think this was a it? Galaga. No, I'm sorry. A Galaxian. Galaxian. That it may okay. have also been the same cabinet. We had the Kamikaze three thing in there, which was right. complete rip off. Like, you know, um, I don't even know what to call it. Black market thing. That was sort of like Galaxian, but sort of hacked and, not legal. Right. We had that for a while. That might be what's in there right now, actually. And I'm going to keep the main board um, for no reason other than it doesn't work, but I want to just like hang it up somewhere, just make kind of a big deal about it. Like this is what this used to be. There and you go. Maybe do one of those glass post framings things where I can just kind of have it inset in there. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah. But the uh, the way Galaxian worked, you could do it with a joystick or just left, right, but there was no up or down. So the the button configuration on this worked for that, but I'm going to want to have more than that. I'm going to want to have you know an eight way stick and probably enough buttons for a fighting game and you know maybe even a ball like yours. Hell, maybe I'll maybe I'll yeah. get two of those Atari things and repaint them and stick them in there. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What I'm gonna yeah, do. yeah, yeah. But it's I all- like I like the I like the Atari thing. It's pretty simple. I mean, it it really does just replace the console yeah. there on the on the on the. The, the, the main machine. goal here is I want to do two things. I want to have a cool retro machine, right. but I also want to stay true to this thing my dad made. You know, I don't right. want to f with it too much, or I may as well just start over with some new wood and whatever. But the fact that he built these by his own hands, wired them all himself, like this whole thing is his. I'm trying to preserve that as best I can and still have right. it be functional. So because that'll yeah. that'll mean something to you. But honestly, if you're thinking about handing it down, it's going to mean something to your kids. If you just completely start from scratch, right? Yeah, that's true. They care? Yeah, they don't give a they don't give a poo. Yeah, you know, I mean, they might they, like they that probably, actually. I don't know. Yeah, they probably have a greater connection to you than they do their grandfather. So I mean, yeah, that's that's actually true. He died before Nick was even two months old. So right. So yeah, my kids are. You know, well, the girls knew him better. But anyway, the point is, uh, progress is being made is what I'm getting at. Yes. Even if that thing ends up just being a cool piece of furniture with a story attached to it, that might even be okay on its own. But I still want to gut it because there's no point in having all those ancient electronics in there. Yeah. Mercury and other bullshit that'll be leaking out of there at some point. Like, I don't want to deal with all that. Right. So I think gutting is the best, the best plan. Yeah. I mean, if you it. ever watch any builds or anything, that's usually the first thing they do. It's like, okay, yeah. let's get everything out. Yeah. Take a look at it. Uh, throw away the crap. Now, speaking of making things that we get inspired by because of retro gaming, you did something. Right. 
And I can't tell if it's because you've been in a haze of illness or if you really (laughs) just made something rad. So tell us what you did. I wouldn't say it's something rad, but it really made me happy. So, uh, you know, I've been trying to figure out how to move around my office more. And today I actually picked up a uh, XLR to, 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 to like wireless adapter. But before I did that, I said, how can I move around my office and, and be able to speak to people and have a microphone and a headset and everything? And I'm like, you know what? I can kind of do that with my Xbox uh, series controller. I can plug sure. that in. I got, I got the little wireless adapter that plugs in. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. But I don't want to walk around carrying it. So I, I dremeled out uh, the back plate and put a couple of things on there, including Velcro. And then I attach it oh, what? to my posture checker. Okay, everyone listen to the podcast. You can't see this, but Brian has Velcroed an Xbox Series SX controller to his shoulder, therefore making it the Series yes. Sex controller because that's badass. The series, the Series Sexy because this is kind of like how – this is what they basically do with you know military stuff. They, there's a bunch of Velcro crap. You just attach everything to your vest, and so that's what I, what I did here. I just I made it so that I could walk around with it and do it, and you know – I don't usually get that bug when I'm just playing regular video games, but for some reason, retro requires me to think outside the box yeah. and try to figure out solutions to problems. See, that's funny because I, I, I would totally agree. Like, there's something about modern gaming that's just all kind of done for you, and and it's great. Right. We've come a long way, and part of that is because we didn't like having to manually tweak everything back in the day. But when you start talking about where we came from, where all this stuff came from, it's really fun to get into the nitty and the gritty, man poke around right. in there and that's what you've done look at you look at me i looked up i actually looked i was like trying to think of what it would be called i was like what, do you, what would you call something like that i'm like is it like a, a, a controller bandolier or something somebody made some of those too but it was basically just a, somebody took a belt and attached a bunch of stuff to it and i said that looks stupid yeah. and so i said this looks much less stupid tear it off right? so tear it off by your microphone so people can hear it oh um, yeah 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 here you go it's, uh, that right off yeah. there. Did, did you get any of yeah, that? Yeah, we got that. We, no, we got it. We're good. It's cool. Right. I think it's very cool. And I love that you did that. And I'm still trying to think about how it will actually matter. Like, you need to do this with get a PS5. So you get your PS5 controller attached. Get Ooh. a PS4 and a, and right. a 360 controller. Get a mouse and a keyboard. And, like, just ha- look like some kind of freak, dude. I'm in. Let it fly. I'm on it. Yeah. I'm going to let your freak fly. That's really great. Freak flag fly. All right. Well, uh, as you can tell, we're excited to be here today. We may as well get right to it. Our big game of the week. Shall we play a game? Yes. And the game we're going to play, or it's actually three of them, but it's the topic lends itself well to kind of a singular singular topic, and that is the original Donkey Kong arcade releases. We're talking Donkey Kong 1, Jr., and DK3, which a lot of people do not remember Donkey Kong 3. Boy, do I have stuff to say about Donkey Kong 3 as opposed to the other two. We'll get to all of that in a second. It turns out Brian and I, I think we actually kind of agree on this yeah, yeah, I, I actually didn't think anybody remembered Donkey Kong 3 besides myself. And I yeah. was kind of shocked when you said that you loved it. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? I loved it. No wonder we're such good friends. Yeah, no wonder we're pals at all. Uh, it turns out we both love things that are cool. And one of the things we like is Donkey Kong 3, which was kind of panned at the time. Nobody was into it. Uh was nothing like Donkey Kong 1 or 2, well, 2 being junior, uh, yet it's the one I will play the most now. Like if you said, Hey Scott, you want to play one of these now? I'd rather play Donkey Kong three than any of them. 
And Mario's yes. nowhere near this damn thing. It's some what's his name? Do we have his name in here? Who's the uh, character? Stanley, right? Is is Stanley is is Mario and Luigi's uh, uh, cousin, I believe, and he was on some Game and Watch things as well. Uh, but he is he he basically is a bug exterminator. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His job is okay. So the way it worked is in Donkey Kong One. We'll get to all the the big details here in a second, but just the overall here in the original Donkey Kong game. It's Jumpman, a.k.a. Mario, soon to be Mario, but he wasn't that yet. It was Jumpman. Uh, Jumpman was trying to save the princess from Donkey Kong. All right. Well, she wasn't really a princess as much as the girlfriend, Pauline. Just the girlfriend. We won't. won't, Yeah, yeah, we won't. We won't break down that just yet. Yeah, that stuff. That stuff got the lore is very weird in that world. So (laughs) don't don't get too worked (laughs) up about it. But in junior or so in that one, you're 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 the hero is Jumpman in junior. Uh, the baby monkey is the hero trying to save Donkey Kong from Jumpman, who is successfully caged and tried to domesticate the beast. And so right. uh, Mario is now the villain. You don't actually play him. And then in three, the you're thinking, only time. yeah. And then in three, you're thinking, oh, well, I know how three is going to go. Uh, three is going to be me playing. Um, <laughs> three is going to be me playing this game with Mario. I'm going to be playing as I'm going to be playing as Pauline in part three, right? That's yeah, the, she's going to be saving right role reversals. Yeah, right. That's no. what you'd think, or they would have some right. other way of carrying it forward. And instead, they completely flipped it and said, "Hey, uh, guess what? We kind of like Galaga and, and Galaxian and games where you shoot stuff, uh, but we also like Donkey Kong. And uh, and now we got this new character, and he's just a little pud boy, and he's going to shoot." His he's going to shoot bug spray to kill these bees and uh, creatures and animals that are all trying to steal his turnips or whatever the hell those are down there. Yeah, yeah. I I think they're flowers, but yeah, 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 something like that. Um, and they and the game is just nothing like Donkey Kong, either of the two previous Donkey Kongs. No, because it's it's not a platformer, right? Because the first two are kind of platformers, but this one is all shooter. Yeah, it's like an action shooter thing. Right. Um, my, fa- my favorite part of it is that spray can you get, and then you can just shoot his ass right up to the top, and he's dead. Yeah. When you when you uh, when you get Donkey Kong about halfway up the, because when you're shooting him, he kind of goes up uh, some some cables, and uh, when he gets about halfway through, usually on most of the stages, he'll drop a. I, I guess it's kind of like fire or something. It's mm-hmm. kind of like the equivalent of a, a fire shot. So mm-hmm. that's when it really gets fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. That it stuff's really- great. It's you can totally not cheat, but you you really kick his butt. Blast. Uh, yeah. The game has. This, uh, you know, they, they, they do mix the levels up, but they're not all the same all the time. So there's, you know, there's a different kind of stage each time you're on there shooting it. But it's the one game that's like the least like the original Mario stuff. And I don't have a problem with it. It's more fun. To, this is more fun today than those other games. I hate to tell you. Yeah. Those yeah. other games are fine and they have a really important part in history. And we're going to talk about all that. But I'm telling you, as far as like, what do I want to pick up and just jam through right this second? Three right. is where it's at, dude. Totally. It's exciting. It's got, you know, I guess the first couple of ones are a lot of go, stop, calculate, m- make your move, you know. Yeah. And so, but not three. Three is all about just dance around, man. Mm-hmm. Dance around and do your thing. Yeah, it's you great. You can do it, Stanley. Yep. Here's a, uh, I want to. Plus, wanna, plus oh, the great look, plus the great look on Donkey Kong's face. Uh, it's one of the most, it's one of the ones that has the most facial animations of any of them watching Donkey Kong getting sprayed in the crotch 
with this spray mm-hmm. and him looking, ooh, ooh. You, know, you, can just, you can just hear the monkey <laughs> making the woo noise as, as, he, as he tries to escape your, uh, your onslaught. Definitely an uptick in, uh, in sprite technology, that game, compared yes. to the others, especially compared to the home versions of the original Donkey Kong, which ranged from ColecoVision looked okay, Atari looked like a turd. That looks so bad. <laughs> oh, um, the Atari, the almost all we're going to hear as we go further and further into play retro and we dig deeper and deeper. We're going to find out the Atari 2600 conversions were necessary in what they did, but man, it was yeah. really just the biggest disappointment for a lot of us. It was a rough time. Let's go back in time a little bit. Let's, let's uh let's build a little ambiance here. All right. So we are in the uh strictly in the the early 80s era here. And yeah. uh, you can hear the, uh, you know, the, the usual suspects in there. But if you zoom in, you might hear this. Yes. All right, we put our quarter in. Yeah. Oh. Another amazing sound. All right, Mario's running. See, this is bringing you all back now. You can hear this. And that's how Mario what, what used to it? run. It's real stupid. Yeah. It's the dumbest noise. You've got the worst squeaker noise, right? He's he's uh, a... <laughs> squeaker, 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 squeaker. What's, what is, what's wrong with his shoes? He's uh, He's got issues. He's got problems. And uh, yeah. later he would uh, improve all that stuff as he got to uh, Super Mario Brothers. Which, no, I'm yes. sorry. Super Mario Bro. Wait, what's wrong with him? What's the one with him and uh, Luigi? Oh, no, it's just Mario Bros, right? Yeah. Mario Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The, yeah. So that was Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers is the side-scroller, which would come later. Um, right. This all preceded that, of course. Now, a lot of you don't know this, but at the time, there was a rip-off game made. <laughs> and this game was called, uh, if I can find it, here it is, Crazy Kong. Uh, yes. Yeah. And uh, a little bit of history on Crazy Kong. That game was absolutely 100% a ripoff of Donkey Kong and was involved in some of the legal stuff, which we'll get into. But what I, I wanted. I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was. I thought it was an officially licensed thing. I thought it was just uh, built on the Crazy Climber hardware. I no. thought they'd actually. No, these bastards right. freaking took it and and black marketed it. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not saying everybody didn't black market it. I I, th- I think there was an actual true license at one point for Crazy Kong. Maybe I think. if there was, I didn't know about. It. We got in but, trouble for but that's having crazy one of these. with a C. You keep spelling it crazy with a K, and I'm pretty sure if you spell it crazy with a K, that one's probably illegal. That one is probably, and I think I'm pretty sure that's the one my dad had when we when I was younger. <laughs> and I remember him right. getting in trouble for having it. They had some kind of fine. He didn't know. That's happened a lot. Right. We would get these board shipments from Japan for his arcade stuff. And once in a while, one of those would be a little weird. And it would be like, oh, I don't know what this is, but whatever. Let's let's put it on. And it would be total black markety. Like, why do we even have this contraband video game? And one time, I don't know if it was Crazy time. Kong or something else, but one of these games got him fined for some amount right. of dollars. So what I want to do to you uh, is <laughs> compare the two. This is how Donkey Kong starts. Regular old Nintendo brand Donkey Kong. Okay, so we, we heard this before. It's a normal little start. Does this whole breakdown of the thing, you know? And I guess those are monkey sounds. All right. Then you got this. And we heard this before. And then the walking, right? Now, right. what I'm going to do now is this. Hold on. Let me pull this up here. 
Here is how Crazy Kong plays and starts. Wow. Yeah. Oh. That's his running. Wow. That sounds like it's built on a Pac-Man board or something. It does kind of. But it also, that is a, that's a crazy climber sound effect. This is a crazy climber sound effect. Yeah. It makes sense. So I think that's maybe what happened. <laughs> that's your death. That's the death of Jumpman in uh, in Crazy Kong. Yeah. Well, did they call him Jumpman in, in Crazy Kong? I don't know what they call him. I don't remember. Probably, and he was all jank man. Here's the other funny thing in the in the original Donkey Kong game, Mario or Jumpman was a little bit dark complexion. They used a darker color for his skin. Uh, You know, I guess they were aiming for Italian or whatever, kind of olive skin. This (laughs) other thing that was mostly just the limitation of the hardware, right? Well, it might have it might have been decision. It might have been, but all I know is Crazy Kong, uh, (laughs) the Donkey Kong equivalent, Crazy Kong is like bright orange. And the little Mario-looking guy is exactly the same, except yeah. he's got the whitest skin, like pure yeah. white skin on this Crazy Kong character. If I remember correctly, doesn't uh, doesn't Crazy Kong have like a weird uh, neon glow under Donkey Kong? It's like a it's, it's like a green or something. It's, it's something funky. Yeah, it's weird. The color choices are all very strange. Other than that, though, gameplay wise, almost identical. The hammer's in a different place on the first level. What um, like uh, like way different or just a little bit different? A little bit different, like a pl- just placement, okay. like the hammer instead like, like of being a few pixels over. No, I mean like uh, up a level and to the left instead instead of oh, the right. Oh wow! Yeah. So and this was true of the home versions of Donkey Kong as well. Like the Atari version oh, had the God. hammer in a totally different place than the arcade machine did. Yeah, there was only I think of the first uh, stage or the first uh, uh, screen when you play in the Atari. I think there's only one hammer just towards the top. And also, I don't think did the did the girders bend? I I think they did. I'm trying to recall, but uh, one of the things I hated the most, the most, was the pixel shifting. Because in regular Donkey Kong arcade, you would just center a jump man in the center of the ladder, and you would go up. Yeah. If you was off a little bit, you would know it, and you'd adjust, and you move up. Yeah. On the Atari one, it varied from girder to girder where you would go up. Sometimes you would go kind of to the left of the ladder, and sometimes to the right, and sometimes in the center. And it would be very frustrating. Yeah, yeah, very. it's super frustrating. And the game, the game, it was, uh, I think, famously difficult. It's not easy. Um the, oh, the, the barrel yes. jumping is all very timed. A lot of really important hitbox stuff happening. There's no big jump like Mario's used to giving you in something like, you know, Super Mario Brothers or anything since then. Um, he's kind of dopey and, and moves weird, and it's not, I don't know, yeah. not it's, natural. Very, yeah. Miyamoto talks about this later on, like uh, talks about how he thinks it held up, and one of the things that he said that most people... Uh, complain about or seem annoyed by is his, you know, his his responsiveness. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's kind of he's kind of clunky. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't just bounce around really well. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was early on. It yeah, was it was very, early on not stuff. only not only early on, but also arcade games at that time. They had one job, and their job was to sell eat or, quarters. Eat quarters. Yeah, that's it. So the games were intentionally hard for that reason. Later on, it wasn't until later we started seeing techniques like rubber banding and things like NBA right. Jam and other games where. It actually costs resources. Yeah, it, it exactly. And back in the day, you just had to be difficult so that somebody would put more quarters in you. Of course, some people got really good at them, would play it all the way to a kill screen. And I would highly recommend 
If you've never seen, or even if you want to rewatch the 2007 documentary King of Kong, yes, uh, you should because it's amazing. It's one of my favorite documentaries ever made. I love it, and it goes uh, pretty deep into not just this world of this game and its records and its record holders, but just will give you an appreciation for what those early arcade challenges are actually like. And they're not they're not nearly uh, it's not nearly as how do I put this? Like it, what, the games were all about. I'm gonna fall. I'm gonna die. Give me a quarter. I'm back in. Like that was the whole point. And right. I th- and I think for whatever reason, that's partly why three works for me better because I don't feel like I'm being oh, yeah. jerked around so much with the money. Yeah, Just, there, there's. I feel uh, like I'm getting a lot better uh, uh, bang for the quarter when I am playing uh, DK three yeah. as opposed to the first two. I I especially oh. I'm going to go ahead and say we've already kind of alluded to the fact that we love three the best. I I got to say, I Junior, I hate the most. <laughs> well, really, I, that's I interesting. Let's hear about this. I Why do you not hate, like Junior? Oh, I hate Junior because I, I I just don't like the whole climbing thing. I think the first level of DK Junior is just too hard. Now, like the first level of Donkey Kong, uh, you know, it is is difficult, but you can get through it pretty quickly, and then you feel like you're making some progress in in Junior. It is so difficult that first level is until you really get it down, and it takes a long time to get it down. Mm-hmm. It, it's real easy to die. I mean, you oh, may yeah. not even get off the first screen at all. I've never even seen the second screen for like I don't know how long it was before I saw the second screen of Donkey Kong Junior. It was just ridiculous. I played some today, and I, I was very bad at Junior. Here's a little Junior yeah, to, to rattle your cage just for fun. Now, I say I hate DK, I hate Donkey Kong Jr. for the, if you said you want to play it, I'd be like, no. But do I also get excited when I see it? Yes, because this is one of the first times we see those classic Mario platforms of uh, uh, that, that you're going to see later on. And this felt more like like that first screen in Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. on the right-hand side was the first time that I really ever experienced what I consider the, the the Mario platforming style, yeah, where yeah. you have the where you have the what do you this is it's platforms, but they're what what's the what's the, is there another word for it specifically uh, for Mario platforms? Is, I guess I don't know. I, I mean, don't... they have the mushroom platforms later on, but they don't. Do they actually call these? But it look, it looks like basically like cliffs yeah. with like little grassy knolls across the top, and yeah. uh, those are just so iconic that that just changed everything. Yeah, I, I agree. Me. I agree. It did it did for me as well. Um, I feel like it wasn't until Mario Brothers, which was a competitive kind of game, sort of, right, um, that they really started to feel their oats as far as what what is this character, what what you know him and the newly the newly discovered Luigi, what what is their whole jam, like wh- right. why are they doing what they're doing, why is this world the way it is, um, you know, the first taste of what might become sort of Mushroom Kingdom looking business right. happened there. Yeah. And that's because in the first two, Donkey Kong... Okay, so in the first one, Jumpman, who is Mario, uh, he is the bad guy because the way the story is presented is he has he's having an argument with his, uh, with his ape pet because Donkey Kong is his pet, and uh, things go awry, and, uh, and Donkey Kong takes off with Pauline to the top, and so he's, he's being a jerk, basically. In the second one, he's a real big jerk because he's got Donkey Kong locked up yeah. and keeping him away from uh, his, his love child, Donkey Kong Jr. So Mario's pretty much a, a jerk in the first two, and then he's not even in the part three. 
You're not telling so me. You're not telling tell- me Junior is from uh, an unholy union of Pauline and Donkey Kong, are you? What happened there? Uh, how, what, am I, what else am I supposed to? Assume? I don't know. He is wearing a shirt. What monkey wears He's a shirt? Wearing a shirt. Yeah. I'm a little concerned. You make your conclusions. I gave you mine. <laughs> so it's it, there's an interesting little bit of history here. Um, Shigeru Miyamoto, Miyamoto, as you know him. Miyamoto. Uh, he yes. was supposed to make this game specifically for the U.S. market. And he was supposed to use this radar scope hardware that everybody was mm-hmm, sort of mm-hmm. using. It's a space shooter game. It, that thing didn't generate any success in the U.S. and was almost like dead before it started. It Right. Yeah, it was almost the end of uh, Nintendo America. It it was almost it. It was like we're out. Yep, that's really, really that is very true. And originally, the project was going to be a game based on the American uh, cartoon characters you all know as Popeye. You know, Popeye, Olive Oil, Blue, all those guys. You got Popeye, and they eventually Where's made it? that game. That game got made, and I loved Nintendo's yeah. Popeye game. I thought that game was rad. We're gonna have to cover it maybe it's one day cool. on here, but uh, that game didn't happen yet. It was put on right. hold because there were licensing issues. King Features owned them at the time, so that was kind of tricky. Yeah. So Miyamoto replaced this love triangle of characters, you know, Popeye and, and freaking Olive Oil and Doofus, or Brutus, Bruto, Bluto, Bluto, whatever it is. Everybody, keeps, always, everybody says Brutus. I'm like, I don't know if I'm pretty sure it's Bluto. Yeah, it's Bluto. I don't know where I get the Brutus. Oh, the cartoons were you weird. Do. They were back and forth, right? Right. Didn't they change sometimes? Sometimes I, I, I can't even remember now, but, you know, we had well, the cartoon was weird anyway. Well, the comic strip was weird. You know, when you start really getting into the, the to the tertiary characters of like Jeep, <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> Jeep is weird. And in yeah. uh, in the in the weird, what's the, what's the uh, in the Gimp? Where's her name? Uh, I forget. But anyway, it gets weird. It gets weird. Are there Gimp? Wait, there's a Gimp. Was it? Was it, she was the? She wasn't the Gimp. Was she the Gimp? I can't remember. It was. Uh, there was a. She kind of like. A, she was almost like a pinhead character. <laughs> All uh, right, I don't remember her, her name, name, but I know you're what's talking her about. I don't remember. Yeah. It's like. Uh, some some name anyway anyway, anyway the point I is, don't want to hear anybody I don't want to hear anybody uh, cast any stones at the Japanese for weird characters that in in cartoons when we're sitting on Popeye yeah okay I don't want to hear it it's a fair it's a fair point <laughs> uh, so he's what he, here's what he does he makes this little sixteen by sixteen pixel character calls him Mister Video yes eventually become Jumpman we've talked about Jumpman before. And, and and eventually, of course, Mario and the Donkey Kong Jr. and all, all that stuff. Um, in Donkey Kong Jr. specifically, he is Mario in that. And uh, they named him after Nintendo of America's Italian landlord. We, this is an old story. Everybody's probably heard this already because he looks just like an Italian like plumber guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, he's a plumber guy. Yep. Yeah. And Mr. Video, Vil, uh, Video's silly pet gorilla uh, known as Donkey Kong. Uh, the girl was called the lady in the early days. So there was no right. Pauline. It was the lady. Uh, yeah, nobody had names. They they basically let uh, just anybody name the first characters in the in the original. I don't I don't even know. It was mostly just to to you know nail down the instructions. It's like uh, how are we going to how are we going to explain to these Americans? Uh, silly uh, silly monkey, mm-hmm. Donkey there you Kong. Go. You know, and it's like. It, and there's the lady. There's the lady. You got to save the lady. That's yeah. that's you know she's yelling. She's yelling help. She's yelling help. By the way. Interesting trivia. I didn't put it help. in the show notes. I meant, I, I meant to. Yeah. Uh, in in some of the original work, according to an interview with Miyamoto, uh, there was uh, the 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 lady would uh, actually say help. She was saying help. She would you would hear the the arcade sounds help oh. help. Oh. And uh, and they had to cut it out because it, it it sounded like kelp 
and people couldn't understand it, so they just left the word balloon in help instead. Well, that was uh, early on, the, man. Voice modulation right. had not come very far yet. We weren't, you know, right. Cin- Sinistar wasn't yelling at us yet. <laughs> it was going to take no a few way. years <laughs> before that happened. Um, so check this out. Uh, this is pretty interesting. Originally, there was going to be no jump button, so he wouldn't even be jump man. He was just going to move with a stick, and that was the sole control. The problem right. was the radar scope hardware came with a fire button because it was this yeah. like space shooter thing. So space they were shooter. like, fine, we'll make him jump. And little did they know, and there's some there's some argument about this, but little did they know they were about to create an entire genre known as platforming. Right. Now, platforming, it was early, exactly. and it's come a long way since then, and it's hard to even compare, but, but really that was a fortuitous <laughs> moment where necessity turned out to be uh, exactly. It's like, we needed. can't, we can't take the, we, we're not taking the button out yeah. Miyamoto. We're yeah. not taking the button out. And he's like, well, I don't want us to sit there. So we better do something interesting. But he already, he was already being kind of pushed that way. Anyway, the original concept for Donkey Kong was, was based on a, a kind of solving a maze, mm-hmm. trying to move from one place to the next, because we just, you know, we're, we're seeing the success of Pac-Man and all these great maze games. And it's like, what's next? So platforming kind of just came about through you know happenstance you know mm-hmm. here's a stupid button what we're we gonna do with it how yep. about jumping yeah no that's totally it and and uh uh the the fact that they were just forced to work with what they had sometimes yields right. the coolest results i think you see this all the time people using old hardware so what's the best we can do well we'll do this cool mechanic and then it ends up taking off and being this rad thing that everybody remembers and i just love the idea that this game is trying to capitalize at the time on the popularity of maze-based games, Pac-Man, you said, and there were plenty of others at the yeah. time, and instead had had to go in this other direction because they had to. They had no other choice. And because they had no other choice, it forced them to innovate, and boom, here we are, you know, all these years later looking it, at it for what it is. It's crazy. Miyamoto was so young. I mean, they just basically threw this all on his lap. And if you haven't read any of uh, his interviews, uh, you need to read some stuff about it. If you don't know Miyamoto, I mean, most of you probably do if you're listening, but yeah. if you're not a true nin- Nintendo head... Uh, just going back and and read some of his interviews where he talks about you know the the DNA of how all this th- came about is is fascinating. He's an he's an interesting fella. This one thing I did not know though. Okay, everybody has this old phrase. Uh, hey, we're going to the game. Sweet, it's on like Donkey Kong, right? <laughs> you hear it all the time. <laughs> yes, Guess where that came like from? Chat room. This came from. This is nuts to me. Uh, Nintendo trademarked the, the term, but it didn't happen until 2001. And you might say, right. why? What is that about? It's because it appeared in Ice Cube's rap song hit at the time. Now I got a wet, wetcha. Wetcha. Now I got a wetcha. Yeah. And because By of By the way, don't, yeah. I he said, like, it's unlike Donkey Kong. Don't don't read the, the follow-up <laughs> lyrics to that, by the way. It gets a little more raw. But I, I yeah, it did blow my mind that Nintendo said, oh, yeah. We're taking that. That's yeah. ours. We're taking it. Yeah. No, you're exactly right. Like, even Miyamoto seemed to know kind of in his heart that the gameplay of that game was just kind of okay in passing. He is quoted right. as saying uh, he hated Donkey Kong so much <laughs> that he publicly said, quote, Donkey Kong Country proves that players... Or, I'm sorry. He's talking about Donkey Kong Country later on. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm not talking about the original game. He didn't hate that. Right, right, right. He hated Donkey Kong Country so bad. He says Donkey Kong Country proves that players will put up with mediocre go- gameplay if the art is good. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, Ooh he dug it. Wouldn't that be the worst? Your, your, your. You know, the guy who created the original. That was a real bad hurt. Unfortunately yeah. for Miyamoto, yeah. 
he kind of got his uh, comeuppance on that one because Dunk Dunk Country did fantastic. Yeah, did really well. Goes, and he eventually ended up apologizing because, as, as you know, when you criticize something and it becomes success, you have to go, oh, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. Well, I think that game holds up better than it should, despite, I think, see, I think the look of that game is kind of ugly in the long term. Like the, right. the, the thing we were doing in the early 90s of capturing 3D renders and then turning them into sprites, uh, think StarCraft, think um, uh, this game, uh, Donkey Kong Country was the other one that I always think of. Uh, oh, the fighting game. Um, Which one? Uh, basic, not Basic Instinct, Killer Instinct. Oh, Killer Instinct, yes. They they go for this like, you know, almost a performance capture thing, but they're doing it with, with 3D models and then using those models right. as 2D sprites. I think that looks bad these days. Just really it, doesn't hold up for the era. Uh, it does, but I remember when I saw Donkey Kong Country, I was like, "Holy Moses!" Oh yeah, it was this awesome. Is the next the thing, yeah, it was huge at yeah. the time. Like, it just—I I guess what I'm saying is, it's a—it's an interstitial tech. Like, it was never yeah, going to yeah. last super long because we would get to a point where, like the newer Donkey Kong games, you can beautifully render all of that stuff in real time, in real yes. three, three three dimensions, still play it in a 2D plane and have it look amazing and. This just felt like a stopgap. And there was something at the time that kind of told me that. I didn't know what it was, but the back of my head, I was like, this is cool, but I don't think that lasts. Like, that'll be here that, for a minute. I think I think the problem was, you know, I mean, they uh, they basically turned uh, Donkey Kong, the original, into Cranky Kong and, uh, you know, relegated him to, you know, just cranking away. And no even mention of Donkey Kong Jr. Mm-hmm. What happened to Pauline and Donkey Kong uh, Love Child? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, at least skipped a generation because yeah. the uh, the the primary Kong in uh, in country is uh, is the grandson yeah. of Cranky Kong. It's not so, even not even the original monkey. What what happened to Junior? Yeah, and who's what wearing, happened to the bastard? Who's wearing the tie now? If I race him in Mario Kart, which <laughs> monkey is it? You know, I don't know who he is anymore. Right. Uh, was it? It was okay. So how'd that go? Had the uh, uh, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, you should be racing the grandson of Cranky Kong, I believe. Is the grandson the, the grandson son of Cranky Kong then is the son of Donkey Kong Jr.? Do I have that right? Correct. Yeah, the Donkey Kong in Donkey Kong Country is the son <laughs> of Junior. Right. <laughs> JC Calhoun in the chat says it best. The Donkey Kong continuity is a mess. You're not wrong. Well, it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty straight except for a, a a couple of uh, outliers, like I think Donkey Kong 64 kind of wanted to play it a little different, but then they looked at him and said, nah, that's not canon. And so, but it's interesting because that was the only true, you know, well, the look the of him junior, in a, in the, the junior ins- really kicked Mario's butt. No, right? he totally did to complete the game. You have to defeat Mario to the death. Yeah. But at, death. at some point, like, I don't know when this decision was made at Nintendo, but they decided from a lore standpoint, uh, sorry, Donkey Kong, whichever generation you are, you are no longer the big bad in Mario's life. It's now, right. it's now this giant lizard, you know, uh, guy. So, so enjoy I can with that guy. Bowser, I can with that guy. Bowser's the new guy. Although even early on, who is it? King Koopa in the first game or in right. First scrolling game. So I mean, yeah, you're mostly dealing with, uh, uh Yeah. But Donkey Kong had been game. relegated. He's like, eh, you're off doing your own thing now. So he does his own thing now. Who's Diddy because Kong? Donkey Kong's Donkey Kong's not really a bad guy. Even in the in any of them, he's not really a bad guy. He's just he's he's a gorilla. This this 
stupid you, and stubborn. Do you think, and that, do you think that him and him and Pauline fully consensual relationship? You think that all was fine? Oh, ab, ab, absolutely. Did, okay. did, I mean, if if Pauline wanted to get away, I mean, come on, she wasn't even in a cage. She could just she could just walked on down. That's true. I just, always I always think she she's could, in a cage, but she's not. Is she? She's not in a cage now. Mm. Donkey Kong in two yeah. is in a cage. Yeah, he's caged yeah. up. And in three, he's just laying, he's just letting it loose, man. Just hanging it out there for the whole world to squirt at. Uh, so here's some See, other funny reason why, stuff. That's the reason why I like cousins. They're totally unrelated to all this other BS. Damn you know, straight. They, Damn straight. They got Diddy, their own storylines. So Diddy was a sidekick, says the chat. He was never a part of the family, I guess. Just a sidekick monkey. Right. Right. Wasn't he, wasn't he friends with like a, a, a banjo kazooie, kazooie, kazooie? I don't think so. Yes. Diddy Kong? Really? I don't think so. Yeah, isn't that how that works? Because they were in like, uh, in didn't he start in Diddy Kong Racing? If I remember correctly, Rare, yes, but that's because Rare was owned by Nintendo at the time, right? Uh, And I think that crossover (laughs) happened there because it just made sense to them. But I don't think there was a crossover in the game. I I don't remember for sure. When we were when we were looking when we were sourcing all this material for today's show, I would have never have guessed (laughs) that the primary talking point. Would it have been the Donkey Kong lineage? Yeah. I mean, I knew we so would. I'm uh, down with it. it. I knew. I mean, the Mario one's obvious, and we've seen where it's gone. Right. He's now the most recognizable character in the world, arguably one of the most valuable IPs in the history of the planet. Like, it's crazy how this stuff, uh, how far it's come and the, the amount of time that it's come. But um, right. Donkey Kong and his Rocky history is fascinating, <laughs> at the very least. Um, all right. So there's some interesting points uh, back then that happened. In 1982... There was a big lawsuit. This came from Universal. And this may not surprise oh. people, but they were pissed because they own the rights to King Kong in its uh in any of its sort of, you know, cinematic use. Yeah, and, they just released uh, with the they just had the 75, 1975 version of their uh their King Kong, right? That would be the newest one they had, yeah. So it'd have been a couple, right. you know, six, seven years old at that point. That's right. a, that's actually a that's a good point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in that were- context. They were, they were st- probably cranking those things out on videotape. It's like, oh, come on, yeah. Nintendo. They claim it was too similar to that character, uh, but it was already in the public domain years ago. So this meant, yeah. that, that meaning the original film. So the case was dropped, and Universal had to pay Nintendo's legal fees for that thing. And uh, it now, uh, that basically made Universal a Kong donkey. Uh, they, that's right. what they say. They, mm, yeah, that's what they say. That's what those- the kids say. Yeah, they're they're a bunch of oh such a such donkeys such yep. silly silly donkeys. Now here's the Universal here's is. the funny thing they I mean Miyamoto with all his input is one thing, but they actually outsourced the creation of DK one to another company, right. and a lot the of people actual, don't know the that. actual coding right the actual right. putting on boards and chips and because they were still busy doing like card games and stuff at Nintendo they weren't even they weren't full blown yeah. you know what we think of as Nintendo today. And so they subbed that out. So in in all technicality, Donkey Kong Jr. is the game that you could say was the first in-house Mario slash Donkey right. Kong game made by Nintendo. Right. They did that entirely themselves. Based they on did the, after you know, they stole it. Yeah. After, <laughs> based on based on the success of the previous game. Uh, but right. they yeah, there's a lot of messy stuff in there, man. There's like a it's not yeah. it's not the most clean deal. I mean, they produced and sold Nintendo. Uh, or sold to Nintendo somewhere between 8,000 and 20,000 circuit boards for Donkey Kong. Right. But it's believed Nintendo wanted to copy an additional 80,000 boards from that batch without what their a permission. Bunch of jerks. Yeah. They did not get their permission. This is a Nintendo who will go after you for putting an animated uh, freaking Goomba on your webpage. Like, 
<laughs> that's how litigious they are these days. But back then, they yeah. were pulling some some dark some but, dark business. Maybe that's where they learned it from. Maybe there's like, oh, you know what's really bad? Mm. Doing that like we did back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy, though. Um, I think you doth protest too much, Nintendo. I agree. All right. So that let's jump forward again to Stanley the Bugman and yes. uh, what that deal was. Uh, he was known from the Game & Watch game Greenhouse as well as fum- as the Fumigator, which is what I called him Ooh. when I was growing up for some reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong Sr., has taken refuge in his greenhouse and is now uh, now up to Stan. It's now up to Stanley to stop Kong from stirring up any more insects that will soon destroy his flowers. Stanley is an exterminator. Expertise saves his flowers and defeats Kong Senior with his bug spray. That sounds right. dumb, but I'm telling you, as we said at the top of the show, it's the best of those first three games. I'm sorry, it just is. I, I agree. I'm going to give a little personal experience from this game. I, I talk about it on just about all the gaming podcasts we do. I, there's a there's a place in video gaming that I that I refer to refer to as Flow. No. And that's F-L-O-W. And this game flows, unlike 1 and 2, whereas uh, calculate, move, calculate, move, strategy, no. This is all about... Just you, you can kind of see the 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 bugs are swirling. They pretty much always follow the same pattern, and you just have to you just have to jump in and just just hit that button, hop to the top fast as you can, and just keep moving on. That's excellent, absolutely true. To it. Now I, t- I mentioned earlier that um, Mario and Donkey Kong aren't really the nemesises to each other that they used to be. But right. if you played any of those Mario versus Donkey Kong games, started on the DS. I think there's there hasn't been a one in a while, but 3DS <laughs> maybe had one. Did you play these? They were great. Yeah, yeah, I did. They were kind of puzzle games, sort of. Right. And uh, Mario had these little robot dolls that he created, and you would oh, use I... a bunch of them like lemmings to like foil Donkey right. Kong's bullshit. It's an awesome <laughs> game. It was, it was great. It's a very cool little game. Yeah. And um, I want to say the 3DS version was my favorite, but what did this come out? Two thousand. Oh, it says right there, 2004. And if you yeah, never played yeah. those, totally worth trying to get those somewhere. Totally, totally a cool. Uh, yeah, I like that that series. Is yeah, I, I I enjoyed Donkey Kong going against. It always feels like good fun, right? It's yeah. always, yeah. you always feel like at the end of the day, it's like uh, we're gonna be all right. We're yeah. going to be all right, buddy. Do you want to hear uh, some crazy audio of Mr. Rogers trying to learn how to play this game back in 1980-something? I, I, I saw that, and I'm totally excited about hearing this. Uh, I, I hear there's a special guest star at the end of this video, other than Mr. Rogers, uh, American t- TV kids show host. Yeah. Amazing stuff. Some dude. Give me some. But here's, here's a chunk of it. This is basically him getting some of the basics of the play and then getting something very wrong. Okay? So I love okay. Mr. Rogers, but... Kind of f the end of this up here and listen. Oh no! I maybe I could try this. I've never tried this kind of a game before. Yeah. How do you do that? This makes the the man go this way. Mm-hmm. For climbing ladders, you you go up. Aha. Uh-huh. Then you when you want to go this way, you, you push it that way. And this is a jump button when you don't have the hammer. So he's a carpenter. That's why he'd be using a hammer, isn't it? No, he's not a carpenter, dude. He is a carpenter. At that time, he was. Was he? Was he? I thought he was always yeah. a plumber. No? No, no. And you cut it off before the best part. But yeah, play, keep playing that. But yeah, he was originally a, a carpenter. They would, they didn't turn him into a, a, a plumber in, until later. 
Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Um, I didn't capture the rest because it was just a dude getting money. Oh, out you of didn't the capture the rest. Oh, then you missed. You missed Keith David. That was Keith David. He he collects the coins. <sighs> How did I miss? I didn't. Not, I didn't not know the that. Kids. Okay, there's a dude what collects coins. Yes. Where's the Where's the video of this? I'm gonna play it again. Hold on. Where did you put this? Was it in our Discord? It should be at the bottom of the sources. Uh... Hold on. Um. Okay. Here it is. Yeah. I found it. Let me let me click this real quick. We'll 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 give this another shot. Okay. Okay. There's no volume. Okay. Now we have volume. Yeah. Or I'm gonna skip right ahead. Here. Okay. Here comes the guy to get the change. Sure. Why don't you stand over there? You'll see it better. That's him. Excuse me. He says, "I'm Keith." What? You get the coins from it, huh? Now we collect all the money you put in. Oh, now I can hear it. I didn't get it the first time. It's totally yeah. Keith David changing the money out. That's fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, another video game voice legend. Yeah. Remember him in Halo? Yeah, yeah. He, he had no idea he was heading for that, did he? No, that or uh, Mass Effect or a million other games. He's, he's in tons right. of stuff. And he's movies. an arbiter. So this would have been after he was in The Thing. <laughs> That's a trip. Right. That's right. a trip. Right. And right. He's, he's, on, he's on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood <laughs> collecting coins. Yeah. From the Donkey Kong. By the way, that that particular Donkey Kong was that was that one uh, exploitable by the uh, Straw Exploit? I think there was a. Uh, I think originally the Donkey Kong arcade machines were shipped. Either was it the was it the red? I think it was the red console. Mm. And uh, the way it was, the way the coin slots were in it, you could use a straw to kind of jimmy around the edge yep. and get like, you know, up to 99 quarters in there. Oh, I didn't know that. Later on. Oh, they must have. Yeah. yeah. So we never had a Donkey Kong in the collection, but like when my dad, had, when my dad was running these arcades and had these machines everywhere, never had a Donkey right. Kong among it. We had other Nintendo stuff, but that was the only one that we didn't. And the reason we didn't, I found out later was because they were outrageously expensive compared to other arcade machines. Very yeah, expensive. Yeah. And this is like before their versus machines where they had like 10 Nintendo titles on them and all that, where you'd at least get a little more value for your, for your buck. Right. But, um, they were, I don't know, six, $7,000, something crazy. Yeah. 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 Look, back look, then he, they, president, Nintendo president, Yama, uh, Yamauchi, mm-hmm. he knew, he knew what he had and he just, he was always, you could, you could call him a jerk. But he was really good at uh, spotting talent. He was really sad. He was really yeah. good. He was really good at seeing when he had a hit. And yep. he was really good about making deals and putting as much money in his pocket as possible. Yep, that's true. He was good at it. I also forgot how good uh, Keith David was in um, uh, Saints Row 3 and 4. Yes. He was the president in 3, I think. <laughs> it was real dumb. Um, but I we, just love the fact yeah. that he showed up to collect the coins. And by the way, it was it was odd to me because, you know, I, did, I, I wasn't like you. I didn't have the inside scoop of arcade machines. But yeah. the, the box he pulled out of it felt very much maker to me because he pulled out like a wooden box that was just the coins that's dropped into. I always imagined that it was like a plastic container in there mm-hmm. or some kind of metal container. But like somebody just at workshop had, you know, made a box, a wooden box and put it underneath there, right the coins and they just fell in there. No, that's so funny because like, some really? of them were metal. Some of them were right. wood. Um, a lot of them were just straight up particle board glued together. That one that they showed in there was one of those glued particle board boxes. And that right. was pretty common. And the Nintendo stuff always had that. 
Um, I don't know why they, uh, I guess it was, I don't know if it was going to be, I don't know if those machines were lighter or heavier as a result, but it right. seemed like the ones that used metal used thin, you know, shaped steel stuff right. and therefore it weighed less. Sense. Whereas like the particle board stuff just weighed a ton. I don't know if you've ever right, had right. to move like a missile command. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. <laughs> you've ever had to move a missile command. My dad's know big, what we're talking about. My dad's big innovation at the time is he put wheels on the backs right. of these machines. So when you tilted, right. it basically became its own dolly. And um, nobody else was doing that. Scott, so it was actually really Scott's cool. Still, Scott, Scott's still pushing in, the, uh, occasionally pushing in the hernia he got from Missile Command, right? Just, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. You got to push it. Sometimes oh. that, that mu- the little bulbous muscle starts coming out of the hole, and you got to shove it back in there. <laughs> oh, that's my Missile Command hole. Like, oh. That's my Missile Command hole. <laughs> uh, all right. Check this out. Some uh, DK3 sound. I didn't play that yet, so enjoy it. I don't think I did. Here you go. See, that's you spraying. That's oh, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. I think I died already. Yeah, I died already. And that, that's Mark, or that's, yeah. uh, that's Donkey Kong getting up there and smacking the beehives or the bug hives. Yes, they so don't they like it. Up. They nope. don't like the, the hornet's nest, do not care for the Donkey Kong to do that. No, they don't like that at all. But why would but they? I, I don't like it. I'm anymore. kind of on Stanley's side. You know, he's trying to do his little greenhouse in there, and there's a giant, you know, gorilla. You know, climbing in the rafters. You, you got to do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, so here's um, an important note, I believe. If you want to play these today, where do you get them? It's one of the oh. things listeners have asked. They're like, we want to hear from you guys every week about where you can play this stuff. Now, there's the usual, you know, MAME emulators and, you know, the stuff we could say every every stinking week. But, of course... That's that's how I play. Right, sure. And working versions of the consoles that got ports, that that's an option. I know a guy who has a working arcade version of the game in his house, and he's playing that just fine. Um, but emulation and that sort of thing is is probably the way you're going to have the most luck getting it. But it's also the first game anyway. I don't know why it's not a trilogy and just all in one port, but the Arcade Archives uh, version of Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong, is on Switch for 8 bucks. Does right, not include right. uh, Junior or 3, which is a little bit of a bummer, and I think that's a little high for a game that old. You know? But I, you could, they're they're also eight bucks a piece. You can buy two and three. It, you, for all three is twenty one bucks. I looked at that. I'm like, mm, mm, oh, they're separate. I didn't realize. Okay, well, that's not a. Yeah. That's that's just a little too high for three very like, old. You know, and they're what are they about twelve k a piece? They're just tiny little right. things. I can't imagine that I would give. I don't. I can't imagine that I would spend eight dollars worth of quarters to play the two right. on my Switch. I, even even at that rate. I don't think I could play it for that low. I would do it for, I would pay that if they gave me uh, three cartridges that right. I could play. In There's only one reason to play Donkey Kong: either you're going to review it for a retro show like we're doing, yeah, or you're going to try to hit that high score. And uh-huh. I don't know. There's just not enough joy in it for me. Same. Knowing Same. knowing that you know, there's so many, so many people way better than me. Right. That'd be the only game you play. The thing holds a really important place in gaming history, but I don't want to play it yes. today. I do want to play three, though. I'm in the mood. I like three. I uh, will occasionally pull. That's always the one I look for. When I do go back to say I want to play Donkey Kong, three is the one I go for. It's yeah. just, like I said, just it's mechanically, got even the music. It's just mechanically f- satisfying. Forget about the right. IP. Forget that it's Nintendo for a minute. The one that's the most sort of just fun to pick up and play is that game. And it's probably because it's just, it's a shooter that came out during the shooter phase of hype. And it, it, it's 
their way of doing it. And it's, so it's a unique thing, but it's still just a shooter. Like you're still, yeah. you're shooting bugs and spraying up the ass of a damn monkey. It's great. It's great. <laughs> it's really, it's really the fact that they're giving us, this is the game mechanic. This is what you're doing. You're spraying a donkey monkey in the crotch. <laughs> a donkey monkey. Yep. A donkey monkey, a silly yeah. monkey, yeah. in the crotch yeah. with a bug spray, and he's making all these faces, yeah. and we're not going to talk about it. We're not going to focus on it. We're not going to talk about it. You're just doing it. Yeah. If you go back and play one, we're Nintendo. may as well play this version. Listen to this garbage on the Atari 2600. This was the original Donkey Kong port, and you can just hear how bad it is by the sound. Oh, my gosh, dude. Really? Okay, let's see what the jump sounds like. Hold on. He's getting there. Here we go. Ugh, ugh. It may as well be a, okay. like a desktop calculator. It's freaking horrible. Right. I know Which at the time. The, uh, Game & Watch was, right? Right. And we're going to have, we'll have episodes where we talk about either ti- specific titles that were important on the Atari uh, 2600 Look, the Atari or the device itself. In, but, oof, the Atari oof. was important. It was important and it damn near ruined us all. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I it mean, has I, its place. I, I did have its place. They still publish under that name. It's not not the company it used to be. I was watching Blade Runner 2049, and the original Blade Runner famously had a big giant Atari logos in it as product placement. Right. And 2049 went ahead and did it. They put a big old ass Atari logo, even though it means nothing now to most people. I think young people seeing it are like, what? What's that? They, they don't know. Right. What is that? Why do you, what is he that even? What even is it? All right. Well, there you go. Three of the most influential uh, or most important series in the history of games, possibly. Um, yeah, it's hard to I mean, argue. Because uh, it, it's, it's hard to argue with something that basically created platforming from through necessity. So, I mean. Yeah. And people still making those. People yeah. still making great platforming games. And the indie scene is rife with them. And they all owe just a little bit of that to this lineage and i think it's great don't tell nintendo that god they'll try to come and collect yeah they'll try to sue everybody all right well we won't let them because now we're going to play guess our game destroy it <laughs> yeah that's right a little uh game that carried over from our boop show days uh called guess my game and uh i'm gonna start i've got a game here brian i'm gonna play some audio from from november 2001 and, well, that's uh, kind of late for our retro series, but yeah, I'll take it. I'll okay. accept it. It'll sound retro-y to you. Um, okay. At least I think so. So good luck with this one. Let's see how you do. Here we go. Where is it? Here it is. Now that does sound retro. Yeah. Any ideas? Wait, wait. No, that sounds a little familiar. Hold on a second. For a second, I can see it. Yeah, let's see if the chat. If the chat's getting it. Chat, how you doing? Nope, not Mega Man. No one's got his chat yet. Stop saying what the chat room's saying. Okay, the chat room's not saying anything right now. Is this at the arcade or console? This is console, uh, specifically handheld. There's your next. That's your other hand. Interesting. Hint. That is pretty complex for a handheld, even mm-hmm. in 2001. Yeah. Oh. Choplifter Jaren's the worst. It's always Choplifter. It's always Choplifter. Choplifter. Give up yet? Um. Wow. I. I. Is it a brawler? Nope. There is some verses in it, but it's not a brawler. It's not a fighter. It 
feels like a brawler, though. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. I owned this. Played yeah. it quite a bit. Interesting. Uh, here's your next hint. It's sports-related. Oh, okay. Okay. 2001 uh-huh. handheld. Sports-related. Has a jointy vibe to it. Uh-huh. Um... Yeah. Is it some kind of Olympics? It is not. No. <laughs> I, then I, I have I then I yield then I yield to your superior uh game hiding skills. Well, thank you for that. It is Super Mario Tennis for the Game Boy. Color. Oh, I should have known just because I know who you are. I yeah. should have known. I liked me that some it was Mario Tennis. I liked some Mario Tennis back in the day. I thought it was good stuff. Good. Uh, speaking of here's Nintendo. a here's a clap for you. Good job. Thank that was, you. I could have told I you it was Nintendo because today was all Nintendo. It seems like so. I could have said that, but I didn't. Yeah, I, I felt I definitely felt like it was Nintendo, but I I couldn't I couldn't place it. Well, I'm gonna play yours now. Let's see if I can snag this out of the sky. Let's see here. Here we go. Oh, give me a year. What what are we looking at? Uh, the year is 1985, and uh, we're at the arcade. Sweet. I just went and saw another showing of uh, Back to the Future. I've got a big Slurpee in my hand, and I'm on my way to the arcade. (laughs) In your pants. In my pants, and this is how I'm going to listen to it. Here we go. I know what they're going to say in the chat room. I don't know what this is. Is it a shooter? Either it's going to say choplifter. I almost picked choplifter just to just to head that off. Oh, did they? I'm not actually looking because I I don't want to be tipped off here. It sounds like a rapid shooter shootery deal. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a shooter game. This isn't Berserk. Nope, nope. Side scroller shooter. Uh, n- no, it's, uh, it's, uh, up, down, vertical. Oh, is this, a, uh, 1942? That's a good guess, but not, no. Damn it. Okay, I give up. I have no idea. Okay, the, some of the few people did get in the chat room, Tonda Ghosts are nailing it, and so the Wraith also right behind Tonda. It is Commando. Oh, Commando. I, ah, I played a lot of Commando. How did I not remember that? I did, that? too. Oh, Love man. The Commando. Hold on. Commando, the arcade version, right? Commando. Correct. Hold on a second. I want to see this. Commando Arcade. My guess is this doesn't look as cool as I remember it looking. Oh, it looks so cool. Oh, yeah. See, this isn't that cool. (laughs) What are you talking about? Um, That's a fantastic game. I mean, I agree. I just... It just it looks like garbage. It looks like poo. Yeah, looks I mean, like you know, garbage poo. It's not too bad. It start a lot of games back then. This is what they looked like in eighty four, eighty five. They were starting to get better right. with bigger color palettes and stuff. And uh, this reminds me of like, well, we we've done it before the the Temple of Doom one, um, Indiana oh, Jones yeah. game. Something about this color palette and the way it scrolls reminds me of that game, that era of yeah, gaming, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wouldn't, you know what? I, I could go for a dual stick commando revival. Let's do it. Why isn't that being made? Can someone get that? I'm going? sure probably someone has made some kind of new commando that I'm not thinking of. Let me see. And this wasn't based on the movie commando, right? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, look at that guy taking a break and drinking from his little canteen. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, well now I kind of want to play commando. Commando 2022. What is this? 
No way, oh, really? Oh, the Commando. What is this? There's a there's a movie. Don't look at that. Gross. Oh, I don't want that. Commando video game remake. Is there any kind of anything? Let's see. Wikipedia. Oh, Commandos Two HD remaster. That's interesting. 2019. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had no idea that it's was Commandos a thing. though. I don't think that's the same. It's interesting. Commando, highly influential game, popularized the run and gun shooter genre. Says this. That might be a fun one for us to hit in the future. Mm -hmm. Some of these guess my games might become uh, topics. Who knows? That's I did that on the first episode. Actually, I I predicted our second episode with the one I did. Well, neither of us get points. It's totally fine. Uh -uh. Nope, not not a damn thing came out of that. But we are going to do this. Welcome to the treasure room. That clip. You like that one? Welcome that was my favorite. Uh, let's do some emails, listener emails, playretroshow at gmail.com. That's playretroshow at gmail.com. By the way, it's the same as our Twitter account, playretroshow. So uh, either either direction you want to go there, that'd be great. Uh, here's what Michael says. Firstly, I would like to say I love and listen to all the Frog Pants shows. It's topped here oh. in its ability to get me through the drudgery that is my job. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. Aww. Oh, says, now I get you. to the motivation that caused me to write into the show for the very first time ever. Or a Uh-oh, show. There's a, I feel a big old butt coming on. Well, Go ahead. could be getting a butt. Uh, please remember that I said I love all the shows. All right? That's what he <laughs> says. He's Here preparing us. He says, you were way off base when you said Fantasy Star 4 was when battery saves were coming into use. This is very right. wrong. He says, Fantasy Stars 1, 2, and 3 all had battery saves. I also right. remember that the go- the gold Zelda cartridge on the original NES had battery saves as well. Mm. If I've mm-hmm. misunderstood what you said due to my dumb job, I have attacked you based on my misunderstanding, and I am truest sorry. Thank you for reading my rant. Still love the shows, Michael. Well, Michael, um, no, he's Michael, right. I, I had it in my head that that right. was like some early version of that, and 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 uh, you're not the first. Other people wrote written in and said, look, there were other battery saves on other cartridges. That was not the first. Right. It was maybe you, notable because it was so expensive and huge and right, all that. We should probably like when we're talking, I, I try, I've been trying to do it more and more. But when I do my off the cuff remarks, I probably need to. I, I, I've been trying to do it more this episode. Whenever I state something that sounds like a fact and is a fact, I try to state my source this interview, that interview. Whereas whenever I have off the cuff personal opinions of what I think happened, we, I probably should be saying stuff like, Oh, you know, well, it feels like it might be this or that. So apologies. Well, our and first, thank you for calling us out. Our first and only fact checker is now Michael. So Michael, thank you for being that for us. We really appreciate it. Uh, it's, it's very nice that you were able to do that for us. Where look, look, I, yeah. There, there's there's something that is different about this show than any other shows we do. Uh-huh. And that is, unlike a lot of other things, there's a lot of room for revisionist history, misunderstandings in stories and lore around some of these games because they weren't all chronicled heavily. Uh, so some of the, so a lot of the things are even people being interviewed later on, uh, misremembering things. Mm-hmm. And so... Oh, yeah. We try. We try to get the source the best we can, and quote it. But there's always going to be things, yeah, right? No, and I appreciate totally, people. It's totally us fine. You guys should tell us anytime you hear us say something you think yeah. is uh, bullcrap, or you have some information we don't have. Please let us know. I think. I think I said that the uh, fantasy. I think I said on that show, that same show. You didn't call this out. I found out like five seconds after I did it. 
after I woke up from my COVID fever, that the guy who did the Reebok pump was not the guy I said. And on top oh. of that, he wasn't the same guy that came up with the uh, <laughs> one of the other things that Sega said. So yeah. I, I retracted that on the Twitter. Misattribution can happen, man. It can always happen. And when it does, we're happy to swallow our pride and admit it and and look for We have no pride. We have none. We have no pride. We we, we have pride in making good content, but you're not going to hurt my feelings by telling me I did something wrong. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so Uh apparently the first version of this, according to this Tedium article, which talks about saved but not forgotten. It's all about the history of battery saves. Someone in the chat put that in there. JC Calhoun, thank you for that. Nice. He said, um, these came out for a while and went away. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, here we go. Uh, home video game systems like Atari 2600 and Nintendo Entertainment System stored their games on cartridges containing ROM chips, read-only memory. If a game developer wanted to offer more than a simple arcade game, there wasn't anything uh, for progress to be saved on. The solution was passwords. Remember those? Those were a thing. Yes. It appears uh, the very first one, according to this... Um, Brand- let's see, Nintendo's first two password-backed games were Kid Icarus and Metroid. The first game out of Nintendo was batteries. Uh, that had batteries was Legend of Zelda. Um, yes. Let's see, in Japan it was on floppy disk. Came to North America on cartridges. Instead of passwords, it featured a true save system. Zaba Zaba, long-lasting batteries. Zaba Zaba. Let me just keep going down here. So that wasn't the first one, though. Uh, there was some stuff in a Japanese console before that called Pops and Chips, or Pop and Chips. Ooh, I hate that. I hate that so bad. I don't even know what that is. I hate it. I, 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 just don't, I don't even want to know what that is. Anyway, uh, so yes, we screwed that up. We got it wrong. Thanks for the resource. And, you know, and it really feels like a Nintendo thing to do because they were always more about the software than the hardware they were shipping out, hardware being the consoles, the software being the things they ship on the cartridges, which was their long game. And uh, in order to keep things slim on the hardware side, they would sometimes you know, make their cartridges a little bit beefier with some things that would help enhance the console. So it yep. seems a very Nintendo thing to do. Yep. And you're welcome to write in at playretroshow at gmail.com when I get that wrong. Anytime you want to write in, you can. Playretroshow at gmail.com. And don't forget, the show is now brought to you by you. Yes. Uh, if you are a patron, you'll never hear a commercial on here. You'll never hear any uh, any other stuff other than stuff you want from us, including bonus content uh, every week and other cool things coming. So check it out. Patreon.com slash playretro. That's patreon.com slash playretro. If you're looking for the site, we're at frogpants.com slash playretro, and you'll find links to everything there. I think that's going to do it. Brian, do you have anything to add before we get out of here? Did, did we say what we were doing up next? Did, oh, no, we didn't. Let's tell them. Uh, cool. Sp- okay. This is this came out of my head because I don't know why I'm interested in this, but I totally am. Uh, I was thinking the other day about games that were successful in bringing a product-based game out and have it still be fun, even though the product was kind of a lame. So, for example, right. Cool Spot. You guys remember this? NES or Super up. NES? Uh, yes, seven up. Seven up. Uh, Master System had a version for some reason. Game Gear had a version. Right. Uh, the Genesis version was kind of the everyone thought was the better one. I don't remember why, but anyway, um, you know, literally Seven Up, stupid little red spot on the bottle was now a character in a game. Yeah, and, I like. The, I think it was the N sixty four version that I had that I, that I like so much. If I yeah, it's it's weird though that that worked. It actually worked and was good. They were good platformers. Speaking of platformers, and um, there's plenty of examples like this that are good and bad. There's that Pepsi Man game. There's that weird Dorito game. 
Remember the the Burger King 360 Ooh. stuff? Sneaking oh, King yes. or Sneak King. The, the Burger King stuff was the creepiest, but the Dash of Destruction uh, Doritos game at the arcade was amazing. It's really weird. So we're going to hit it yeah. from that angle. We're going to talk about Cool Spot as kind of a jumping off point, but I think there's plenty there. So there'll be a meaty discussion next week regarding this kind of thing. And we don't see it as much anymore. Yeah. Um, you see a lot of tie-ins with movies it's, and TV and stuff, but you don't see as much from a product a weird, standpoint. Yeah. yeah, it's such a weird thing that happened for such a short time that just made sense. It's like, where do you want to pump the marketing money? Let's pump it where the kids are. Where are the kids at? They're playing video games. Let's make something good. Yeah. Okay. They should buy more 7-Up is what they said. Right. I guess they would they guess all that money moved to the TikToks, I suppose. But sure. there was a there was a, a an amazing moment for a moment. Yeah, for a hot second. That we had this. And that's yes. what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about that. That'll do it for us. Thank you all for listening. And do check us out next week, because we'll be back at it with that topic and more. Yes. We'll see you then.